Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. A-U-N, American Underground Network. The primary reason why the individual citizens of a country create a political structure is a subconscious wish or desire to perpetuate their own dependency relationship of childhood. Simply put, they want a human God to eliminate all risk from their life. Pat them on the head, kiss their bruises, put a chicken on every dinner table, clothe their bodies, tuck them into bed at night, and tell them that everything will be all right when they wake up in the morning. This public demand is incredible, so the human god, the politician, meets incredibility with incredibility by promising the world and delivering nothing. So who is the bigger liar? The public? Or the Godfather. All revolutions have been led by young people. If you just think of the TV images of whether it's Tiananmen Square or whether it's the uh, revolts in Central America or Europe, it's the young people, it's the college people who are more principled and not locked in and they're not embedded with the government. They are the ones who are concerned about their future because the future is theirs. My research has shown at this point, that the future laid out for us may be just about impossible to change. I do not agree with the means by which the powerful few have chosen for us to reach the end. I do not agree that the end is where we should end at all. But unless we can wake the people from their sleep, nothing short of civil war will stop the planned outcome. It's the National Collective Consciousness Show with Dee Dee Farrell in Portland, Oregon, Jim Comet Jr. in Cincinnati, Ohio, Steve Harris in Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, live from Evanston, Illinois, your host, Fred Smart. Hey, thanks everyone. Incredible uh, events are happening all across uh, our country. Uh, in the wake of Hurricane Harvey, which dumped 55, 60 inches of rain, we've got Hurricane Irma, the largest, strongest recorded hurricane in, in, in weather history since 1851 with winds of 190 miles an hour have been clocked. Uh, it, it's going to be hitting Florida, possibly Miami, this Sunday. And as this is all happening, we've got massive wildfires hitting Dee out there in Portland, 33,000 acres, uh, places all across the the coast, the West Coast, uh, the blazing hot temperatures um, we got with these wildfires. So, meantime, uh, right here in the Upper Midwest, it's really, really kind of cool in the low 70s, high 60s. Uh, we've got a bunch of uh, red uh, Georgia Bulldogs overrunning Chicago right now because the, the Georgia Bulldogs are going to be playing 
of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish this weekend, this Saturday, in South Bend, Indiana. So you're seeing all these people down here in Chicago with these red jerseys. And uh, and then Sunday, the Chicago Bears uh, play the uh, Atlanta Falcons. So we've got connections to our first guest tonight, who hails from the great state of Georgia, Carl Swenson. He's been on several times. Carl, missed you. It's been a while since you've been on. A lot has been happening, my friend, and uh, we just wanted to call you if you could come on and give us an update. I know you're still touch, uh, in close touch with Arnie. Uh, the scanned retina blog, by the way, I forgot to put that link into the newsletter, but uh, scanned retina blog, uh, just type it into Google. You'll find Arnie's uh, website that contains a lot of uh, breaking information on the, on the projects that Carl's been working on. Carl, thanks for coming on. What's going on, Carl? Uh, who let the dogs out? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna see a little red up there this weekend. Yeah. Hopefully you won't hopefully you won't be feeling too red during the game, but it ought to be interesting. Yeah, the anyway. the, the, the head the head coach for the Bulldogs is gonna be throwing out uh the opening pitch at, at the Cubs game tomorrow night, Friday night. The Cubs played Milwaukee, but the head coach for the Bulldogs is and a whole bunch of people from Georgia are gonna be at the uh at the game tomorrow night. Here in Chicago. Oh, that's that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful yeah. thing. That shows some real sportsmanship from that town, and I'm proud yeah. of you guys. Yeah. Un- unlike the receptions you might get in New York City. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's good, it's yeah. good to have some people from Georgia up here. Uh, Carl, yeah, well, you, we haven't had you on since the election, so I mean, a lot has happened, and and you and I were talking the other day. Uh, We've got the forces of good versus evil forever. Uh, we'd like to think Trump is representing those those forces of, of, of goodness out there. He's certainly an outlier for a lot of us. None of us were expecting him to walk into the White House. Uh, but uh, it, it sure is nice to have a, a more authentic uh, president as opposed to a resident ocup- occupier of that, of that office over the last uh, eight years. Yeah, all I can say is thank God for Trump because now we can rest just a wee bit easier, not much, but a wee bit easier that someone that is semi-intelligent or very intelligent has the reins. So way to go, Trump, and, you know, God bless America. We got uh, we got a lot of work to do, and that's uh, I guess that's the nature of this call. What kind of work can we do? Well... <clears throat> We, you, me, and everybody that is on this call, at this point in time, our biggest effect is going to be at the local level. And we've got to enlighten. We've got to educate. We've got to fight the corruption. And at least here in Georgia, we've got, uh, we've got a pretty good team established here in Henry County, and we're doing just that. We've had some pretty decent success since we last talked, Fred. Okay. Uh, we were able to get, we were able to uh, get rid of one corrupt commissioner, um, three on the elections board. We're able to get them to uh, hold off on any tax increases, and right now we've got uh, some serious stuff going on. Very serious. It uh, it's going to involve uh, um, the criminal charges being levied at the. Uh, at one of the main officials here in the county. Um, 
But the interesting part about this is how this is happening. As you know, there's basically a two-tiered justice system in this country right now. The laws that apply to us and the laws that apply to them. Them being the, for lack of a better term, the elected, the politicians. They're circling the wagons and have been for quite some time to protect their own. But we have a door that is open in certain areas. And I hate to say it, but um, Illinois isn't one of those areas. Yeah. Um, yeah, you you don't have access to your grand juries. That's that's the bottom line. You don't have access. If you could get access, you would be in front of the only entity available to us to affect our criminal grievances against the state. But we in Georgia enjoy something a little bit different. We enjoy the ability to be able to not only get in front of the grand jury to give our testimony, but also to act as a state prosecutor. And that's exactly what has, uh, has recently occurred. I'm waiting for the, uh, for the call from the grand jury foreman to come before them and lay my evidence down and also lay the criminal charges that I am alleging against the political figures involved. Um, it was kind of interesting because Wait, wait, Carl, you finally met the grand jury foreman? No, 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 no. Okay. Um, what, what I did this time, I listen, I've, I've tried every angle, uh, including yeah. sitting, sitting there trying to uh, wait for them to come out on break and, and hand them papers, and I've been intercepted yeah. every time by the DA and the, and the sheriffs and all that good stuff. Yep, yep. So the problem is then to get something that was going to guarantee access to them. And... Uh-huh. What I did is put forth a petition of criminal complaint to the foreman of the July 2017 term grand jury. And in this, the state of Georgia, ex-real Carl Swenson, that means that I am, I am standing in the place of the state prosecutor um, going after these, these characters. Now, I put a, did you see the video I put out there concerning a special deal for special people? No, no. Oh, oh, well, you missed it. Um, okay. Let me see if I can uh, I can make this as uh, painless as possible. Sure. It has to do with taxing structure in the county. I have a, sometimes I have a bad habit of uh, doing research about certain entities here. And one day I was looking at the GIS, that's a tax map for the county. I opened up the map and just, zoomed in on a random location. It happened to be in an area just to the east of McDonough, Georgia. And I started focusing in on one little development that was going on there. Some of the places had been built out, some hadn't. Well, I noticed that the the price on the lots, as it was reflected on the tax rolls, varied massively from one lot to the next. I thought, well, that's that's kind of strange, but not enough to really, you know, cause any serious concern. But it did, unfortunately for them, get me started on checking other properties. And lo and behold, I found a pattern that is quite disturbing. And the Mm -hmm. pattern is this. 
when a when a developer comes in and he wants to develop a property, it'll be a lot of land, could be anywhere from 10 to 100 acres, and they'll put forth a development plan, and then they'll lay out all the lots and all the commons areas. Well, it seems that in the process of laying out all these commons areas, they get some massive tax breaks in doing so. Tax breaks that people in other counties don't enjoy. Uh, these tax breaks, for example, can see as much as 100 acres of a 200-acre uh, development be assessed a property value of $100. The uh, commons areas, which include clubhouse, pools, tennis courts, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Anywhere, anywhere from uh, um, an acre and a half on up to 10, 11, 12 acres. Yeah. Everything, including the building, gets that $100 assessment. Oh, okay. That's not quite fair to people, but it's, you know that was just where I got started. Sure. And then when I, when I looked even further, I found something that truly disturbed me. It was um, certain properties, like a kind of like a strip center that you might see anywhere, and the property itself would have embedded in that property these condo-style offices. Some in one case it was four, and another case it was uh, about 10, 10 or 11. Each one of those individual offices had an assessed value for the building, but the property on which it stood got that $100 assessment. The entire parking lot, all zone C1, which is commercial, same $100 assessment. Properties in, in, in the area, nobody enjoyed the same kind of, of treatment. And it's a, it's, it's a, it's a super deal for these people because their prop, their total property assessment on a piece of property that would, uh, uh, for a neighbor, be assessed at anywhere from three hundred to five hundred thousand, they're getting for one hundred dollars. And uh, I even found some commercial properties where they were doing some really, really outlandish um, cutouts in order to accomplish the same thing. So. Um, so the question got to the tax assessor, how, how, how can this be? And the tax says, well, it's all legal. And it is. It is legal. But it's also a serious abuse of discretion. So that, that one issue right now is going to be the main one that I bring before the grand jury. And to that end, I put forth this complaint and unlike any other time, and unlike anybody else, I was granted a case number with the um, wow. That's pretty. With a, wow, that's pretty with, good. With a, a designation of PI, which means pre-indictment. So this is now on file with the clerk of court. It has the DA in a bit of a quandary because he knows he can't legally stop this. He might delay it, but he can't stop it. And just working to get this through the process as quickly as we can. And that's, that's going to lay a, a bit of groundwork for others, not only in this state, but other states that enjoy the same type of um, freedoms in relation to our um, position before a grand jury. Let me, let, let me read you something that's actually part of this. 
says the grand jury is authorized and acknowledged in the Georgia Constitution, Article 1, Subsection 1, Paragraph 11, as an independent Article 1 court of inquiry as one of the only two government agencies clothed with the power to be judges of the law. The duty and responsibilities of both citizens and the grand jury were set forth in the case of N. Reed Lester, 77, Georgia 143, on page 148, wherein Justice Hall writes, wrote in 1886, it is the right of any citizen or any individual of lawful age to come forward and prosecute for offenses against the state. Or when he does not wish to become the prosecutor, he may give information to the fact of the fact to the grand jury or any member of the body. And in either case, it would become their duty to investigate the matter thus communicated to them or made known to them, one of them, whose obligation it would be to lay this information before that body. So you see, our law specifically states we have the absolute right, and that law has never been overturned. It is in existence today. This one scares the DA. So that's where we're at, and that's, uh, that's the plan of action moving forward. Plus, I got to tell you, I, I had a lot of fun uh, on Tuesday at the Board of Commissioners meeting. Um, <clears throat> I got the, uh, the second county board of commissioners now to replace the gold fringe flag with a regular american flag really really oh and this, wow good for you and this time this time we had an audience um i brought in um a former military young democrat and he helped me change this out along with police officers and the commissioners all stood watched and began to understand, hey, there there is a difference in those flags. Yeah. <laughs> so so it, so it was a teachable moment, and you can find you can find this, uh, and you can find all of these videos on my uh, uh, YouTube page. It's uh, Carl Alfred, Carl Space A L F R E D, Carl Alfred, and okay. you'll you'll find the uh, you'll find the latest one I put up there, which has to do with the changing of the flag. And I'll tell you, that one action right there gave me hope and it gave me confidence that what we're doing across the board is right. We are. Uh, when, what, are what was the date? What was the date when you did that flag? I was just curious. That was the 21st. That was the eclipse day. Uh, oh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. What am I saying? No, it was, uh, shoot. Um, <laughs> it was this Tuesday. It was uh, September the the 5th. The 5th? Okay. Today, it's, hold, on, hold on a second. I'm getting confused. It's, today's Thursday. Today's the 7th. Today's the okay, 7th. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was yesterday. <laughs> it was yesterday. Okay, the 6th. Yeah. Okay, wow. Oh, wow. Very cool. So, right. Yeah, it, it is cool, and it, and it is it is reassuring and very comforting to see the lights go off in some of these people's heads when they realize maybe there's something to what Mr. Swenson was saying. Because I've been going after them to do this for almost two years now. So what did you do with the fringe flag? Where did that go? Well, the uh, 
the young Marine and myself properly folded it up and retired it to the, into the hands of the county manager so that she could duly store it away. Mm-hmm. And, wow. you know, the same thing happened in the adjoining county, Clayton County. That was back in 2011, I believe. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it's gratifying. Now, I lived in Clayton at the time I did it there, and I live in Henry now. So I don't know how many more successes I can find within this county, but I bet you I can find some more. This is precedent. So you got to take it and roll with it. Wow. Just like, Congratulations. Just like That's it, great. It, it is. It's, it's, very, it's very comforting. Um, I can't rest on any success or supposed success that I may think I have. Uh, but it is a, uh, a a place, a point from which I expand what it is we're trying to do, and that is to hold the corrupt accountable. It's as simple as that. And I don't know about you. Well, actually, I do. You know, your county up there, Cook, my goodness gracious. <laughs> I wouldn't know where to begin with those guys. Hmm. Well, it's it's not Cook, it's Crook County. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, Fred, it's that 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 same thing can probably be said for most for most every major county in yeah. the uh, in the yeah. country. Yep. It's, no one's watching the store. No one's no one's uh, calling anyone to an account or tracking anything at all. And when there are, as there are in my county, it makes them really, really, really nervous. And I kind of like that because what's the saying? Uh, when you have, when you fear the government, you have tyranny, and when the government fears you, you have liberty. I want to be on the liberty side of this. So, in a nutshell, Fred, that's what's been going on. Wow. Well, congratulations, Carl. That's, that's good news. How's Arnie doing, by the way? Arnie's doing fine, and he's rolled, He's running with this stuff too. We're trying to get some. We're trying to get some people together to uh, to form a national organization where help can be can be sent as needed to assist in people like me across the country when the uh, when the numbers count. When the raw numbers count, you know, when, you, when you need people to show up and, and faces to appear with the same yep. righteous indignation that you have, it makes a difference. Yep. So, and I can I can guarantee that's the case because that's how we've gotten uh, a lot of things struck down and overturned here in, in this county. <sighs> Carl, you're still kicking the tires on Capper, right? <laughs> Well, yeah, it all comes back to the same point. And uh, again, to that end, I was uh, also last night at a a Republican Party meeting. And I haven't been to one of those in a long time. Two of the commissioners happened to be there, so I got to uh, talk with them a little bit further. But more importantly, there was somebody there from uh, an agency called the Henry County Development Authority. And Again, having looked at these tax maps, I noticed that they own some huge, huge uh, warehouses, or at least they were the owner of record on the tax maps. 
And I thought, mm-hmm. that's, kind of, that's kind of strange. What are they doing owning this? These? And yeah. it looks like they've got uh, tenants there, and uh, the tenants are on the tax records as well as, as the people to mail to. And I, I said, hold on a second. That's, you got about $120 million worth of property out there. That's in your name. Does that mean that it gets the same uh, tax-exempt status as all the other county-owned properties? And he said, well, not exactly. The, the way this works it's, is the, uh, the people who bought these properties or had these properties used us to finance the development of those properties, gave, gave title over to us until such time as it's paid off, and in turn, the county offered them reductions on their tax rate, anywhere from 80% to 20%. Now, okay. That's I, I don't find anything wrong with incentivizing trying to get uh, business into the county. But I didn't know that until I actually talked to somebody that was on that authority, and he explained that to me. So I was like, thank you. That's, <laughs> that saves me from having to actually pursue that angle. But, you know, you, you've got you, you, to look, question, and... Uh, and investigate and find out for yourself what is right and what is wrong. And that's where being semi-retired, it gives me the, the time to be able to do this. And thank you, Lord. I am so appreciative of that time because it makes all the difference in the world. So we're having fun here, Fred. That's good. Hey, how's the weather down there, Carl? Well, it's okay right now, but it is scheduled to change next week. Um, as you know, that hurricane has it looks like it wants to split the uh, split the state down the middle, but it won't quite do that. But right now, it looks like it's going to come in over the Keys and then over the southern um, tip of the of the state, and then literally roar up the center. But in the process of doing that. That is going to absolutely hammer everything from the Keys on up to West Palm Beach and beyond because it's all that onshore breeze and the hurricane force winds extend out now 75 miles on either side of the, of the eye. And the, the, the state is only 100 miles wide from Miami over to Naples. So they are, they're all going to get hammered massively. And I'm Florida's only a hundred miles wide. That's it. No, Florida. Florida is at the at the southern tip is only a hundred miles wide. Okay. All right. Wow. Yeah. So it's and it's it, it will travel. You know that's uh, that distance covering both coasts up until it gets around. Oh, I don't know, uh, Gainesville, Ocala, that area, and yeah. then on the west on the west side it turns into the Panhandle. But after that, it comes into Georgia, and they're, and they're scheduling it to come into Georgia as at least a Cat 1 storm. So that's something Georgia's never had to deal with either. And by the time it gets to me up here south of Atlanta, it'll still have tropical storm characteristics. And I'm telling you what, this area cannot handle that type of, uh, that type of storm. We've got big, big, big trees. And they're on sides of hills. They're on tops of hills. And as soon as that ground gets wet and you put a big bunch yeah. of wind on top of it, 
those trees, they're going to be coming down. So wow. it's wow. kind of scary. It really is. Um, uh, <coughs> I'm kind of looking forward to it because I've got a uh, about a hundred plus year old farmhouse that I'm living in, and I've got two massive pecan trees. And I, when I mean massive, um, I can't get my arms around the base. They're probably about 12 feet around at the base. Yeah. <laughs> Those trees, um, one, of, one of them is off to my east, and if we, we get that easterly flow, it has this house. All... But that's, that's the bad news. The good news is I'm heavily insured. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's going to be an interesting interesting week coming up for sure. Um, I, I, did you see the pictures of of, of what it, what this what this storm did in uh, Barbados? That little island. Yeah, that little island. Yeah. Oh my God! Completely that was, wiped it out. That, that was like an F three tornado, except fifty miles wide. Yep. Nothing was left. Uh-huh. Uh, nothing. Uh uh-uh. uh. 99.8% of everything standing was, was, was wiped away. And that's what has me concerned because right now, the last time I checked, the uh, pressure had dropped once again. It's sitting at 175 miles an hour. It's running over the warmest waters it has seen to date. This is called Hurricane Alley. Anybody who studied hurricanes knows this. When it hits that area between Florida Keys and Cuba, it's going to be over the warmest water it has seen, which is going to fuel it even more. And that means that if it hits the Keys head-on like it, like it is, uh, looks like it's scheduled to do, it could literally reduce those islands to sand. Whether it will or not, we, we don't know. We don't know. But this is the scariest storm I have I have ever seen in my lifetime. And 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 Carl, I'm not going to get into because I'm not an expert, but you know we we've had people on this call talking about weather modification, weather manipulation. Would you uh, would you leave out there the possibility that some of these storms are being manipulated by man to to for desired effect? Actually, no. Fred, uh, right. the, the the weather modification can can spawn things like uh, thunderstorms, and because of the thunderstorms, tornadoes. Yeah, it, it can do stuff like that coming from Harp. From if I can believe what I've read on Harp. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but <laughs> to this extent, a, a hurricane of this magnitude. No, no, this is Mother Nature, and uh, she's kind of pissed right now. <laughs> So I think she's going to take aim at a, a large sex segment of our population and just give us a reminder, a little spank on the butt to say, hey, you better yeah. remember who I am and you better come home. Yeah. Wow. Certainly bringing a lot of people together that weren't even uh, known to each other all over the great state of Texas and all over the great South people have bent over backwards, rolled up their sleeves, appeared out of nowhere to help. It brings oh. out 
it brings out the best in everybody. Of course, there's always the idiots. You know, there's always going to be the low-life uh, looters who will try and take advantage, people who yeah. will try and commercially take advantage. Um, that that's that's a given, and of course, they should be lined up and shot. That's uh, that's not going to happen. The majority of, of 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 the response and the uh, handling of the situation is done by salt-of-the-earth individuals, and everybody cares for everybody else, and they don't give a rat's rear end about party affiliations or anything else. Because it sure made, it, it, it sure made Trump look good. I mean, Trump, they've been trying to tear him down every six ways till Sunday, but I tell you, he, he, he stood above the fray and, and acted very presidential and... Uh, I think he won a lot of brownie points this last week. What speaking what more can, people? What more can be said, Fred? I mean, the guy's yeah. doing everything that he said. He was doing his transit work for us, not them. Yeah. He's doing just that. So, uh, so I figure it's time for for me to up my game, and that's what I'm going to be doing. Sounds good. Sounds good. So what's going on with you up in uh, up in Chicago way? Just trying to stay out of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> How's that working out for you? Since yeah. uh, Rom today, Rom today got on the air and was was talking about making Chicago a Trump-free zone. Trump-free, Trump. exactly. Yep. <laughs> Give me a break. What 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 keeps this guy alive, or what keeps him out of jail? This guy needs to be arrested for sedition. Yeah. Yeah, and nobody seems it's to. Be, well, it's a different country up here. We are. The wagons have been circled around Chicago. It, it's a. It's extremely. The collar counties and downstate are completely different, but uh, here in Chicago, it's like. You know, this is this is where a lot of a lot of the. Uh, you know, the Saul Alinsky, the communist, uh, Bernadette Dorn. The weathermen, I mean, they all got their start. Uh, Obama, they all got their start here. Yep. Yep. As did Al Capone. Come on, yep. guys. How many, how many crooks, how many crooks are you going to, you're going to raise up there? Goodness gracious. Uh, our water? last three, go- our last three governors have all ended up in, in jail behind bars. And Blagojevich <laughs> is still behind bars in, in Colorado. He's in federal prison. Um, You know, it's not exactly breaking my heart. Not at all. More, more of them need to see the inside of that gray bar hotel. And, and then, and when they do, when they do, or when they're made to pay for their, uh, for their transgressions, it's going to send a message to the others to start towing the line. Now, you know, it's it's kind of it's kind of tough to um, say toe the line when you when you're talking about a a government structure right now that is, for lack of a better term, just a corporation. Yep. There is no there is no constitutional rule of law that was officially usher, ushered out the door in 1948 when the justices on the Supreme Court ushered in the era. A statutory law. We had a guy on last week telling us uh, he's been a guest 
several times, but uh, you've heard of Ralph Epperson? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, well, he was talking about Erie Railroad versus Tompkins, 1938. Do you remember that court case? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. That was that was that was one of the key cases that that uh, eliminated, uh, you know, the practice of common law. Yes, it was. And the, Supreme, and the Supreme Court stated there is no common law in effect in that case anymore. That is correct, and that's what I'm talking about. Uh, in that case, they couldn't, they didn't have a uh, a winning argument with the justices that were on the Supreme Court, and. That's why in, uh, I think it was 46 or maybe a little before that, the courts were literally stacked. One, one or two of the justices were removed and had plants put in there. There's a, there's a document. Oh, by, Ro- by Roosevelt, by Roosevelt, right? Well, that was by, I think it started under Roosevelt and okay. then completed yep. under Hoover. But, uh, well, oh, Truman. Truman was after or Truman, uh, Roosevelt. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So, you know, that was the that was the inner workings of the deep state at that time, and once they got the right combination of Supreme Court justices, it was Katie bar the doors. That's when the uh, Tompkins versus the Erie Railroad uh, decision was brought down in the favor of the of the feds at the time laying the groundwork so that they could institute statutory law and remove common law from the books. Which is uh, the uniform UCC, commercial code, right? Everything is commercial code, commercial contract right now. Anything that you see in government is commercial contract. Mm -hmm. And it's it's, it's scary. It it really is because none of us are really up on... UCC, none of us are up on anything other than what we would consider to be just regular contracts when you contract for service. Well, guess what? At this point, that's all we're doing is contracting for service, both at the local, state, and federal level. And because we're doing that, we can also withdraw that contract and contract with somebody else. Having said that, I don't know too many people who've been able to successfully come up with the um, alternative. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but actually, the uh, the finance is necessary to to do the the, the transfer. Say, like if, if you got your if you got your precinct, your precinct on mm-hmm. board, you could opt to have a police force for your precinct, one person. Mm-hmm. You, could, you could opt to pay for your own protection and thereby eliminating the cost of that protection from your county, from your taxes. Mm-hmm. Now, that, that anybody can do. And that would, is something that would protect a neighborhood. Remember the concept of neighborhood cops. Uh-huh. Volunteer, fire, volunteer fire. Firemen. That's correct. That is correct. We, we went a long time using volunteer firemen, and we could go a lot farther using independently contracted uh, police for our precincts or for our neighborhoods that could include multiple precincts. How, how big or how small do you want to think? 
But it's there for us to do. Because they're all contracted in anyway right now, right? That's correct. They're contracted with the entities like the cities or the counties. And chances are that uh, if you start running the numbers, you could probably, within a, a given precinct, uh, come up with enough to really pay for uh, or, or give a nice raise to any officer that decided he wanted to be employed by that precinct. Because hmm. mm-hmm. we've got all this overhead, this administration, and everything else associated yeah. with distribution of money to the police that are actually doing the work. Yeah. We, we can cut out those middlemen. But we're not going to do it until we until we get them thinking right. And the only time they're going to start thinking right is when we can make them feel it. And that's where I'm at with getting this stuff before the grand jury because I want to make them feel it. Okay, now, Carl, go back again, and then we're going to open up for comments and questions. But did how, because I know you when you're on the last time, you're extremely frustrated. You can never access the, the form of the grand jury or the, or the grand jury itself. Yep. Uh, as you said, you were, you were, you're hiding out, waiting for somebody to, to leave the, the room or the back door or the front door or whatever, and the DA and the cops were, were uh, tr- trying to razz you. What, what, what was the breakthrough moment? that uh, Was it this case you filed, or what, what happened here? Yeah, it, it basically is this case that I filed. See, I've been working with a, uh, a former judge and police chief from uh, a county uh, couple up from me, and he, um, he and I scratched together this petition for criminal complaint. That's all mm-hmm. fine and well, because we've had something very similar to this to hand to the grand jury foreman the whole time. As mm-hmm. a matter of fact, almost verbatim what we're seeing here. The only difference is that this time I went to a, um, uh, a clerk of court, an official clerk of court, not the clerks working for the clerk of court. The clerks working for the clerk of court, they don't want to see you anywhere near them. They, are, they, don't, they want to dissuade you any way you can from getting such a case number stating you can't do that. Yeah. But it just so happened, timing being what it was, the clerk of court here is going to be up for re-election next year. Mm-hmm. And, and our, uh, one of our group is uh, very familiar with this clerk of court. And he basically came in and said, okay, Barbara, you're going you're gonna to make this case happen. And she said, oh, okay. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, so you, you, you were able to access the clerk of the court. Correct. In effect. And the clerk of the court is the one that assigns these case numbers. Yeah. Okay. So uh, according, to, according to my friend, the judge, the former judge, this is something that has happened in Georgia since the 1800s. Wow! <laughs> wow, this is pretty historic, then. Jeez, Carl. Yeah, it's 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 wow. Still intimidating, actually, because I. I... Hello. Did we lose Carl? Hello. He's gone. Steve? I don't see him. He's gone. 
Yeah, he dropped off. Uh, oh, wait, there he is. He's back already. I was muted. Oh. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> yep, there he is. Okay, uh, Woo. <laughs> I thought sorry about that. They got you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No, that's that's my stupidity. But. Okay. Anyway, yeah, that's that, it's kind of, kind of intimidating, Fred, because I've got to I've got to perform now. It's it's going to be up to me to to do that, to be the state prosecutor, to know the elements of the law that I'm going to be asking them to indict on, and to handle the investigation leading up to those indictments. Holy crap! Wow. But you know something? Uh-huh. I can do this. I can do this. It's not as complicated as, as people may think. Mm-hmm. Just a matter of, of, of knowing the elements, really. You're kind of like the local version of Bob Schultz, in effect. You know, Bob is fighting the beast at the national level, and uh, yeah, you're rolling up your sleeves, fighting it, fighting the beast at the local level. That is correct. Wow. And the thing, okay. the thing that, uh, that that has to be remembered, because I remember Bob calling me up before one of those um, Continental Congresses or whatever conventions that he had up in uh, yep. in Illinois, and he, yep. he he wanted me to start a common law grand jury with them. Well, by that time I had figured out that that approach was not the right approach, mm-hmm. and I have since come to the conclusion that this one is now the only thing about this is that the whole point of this particular exercise is to establish credibility with the grand jury. And for that reason, I will start with the lowest hanging fruit and build up from there with the investigation with their help. Hmm. Okay. And then and it goes and it goes as high as uh, as it needs to go. Because you've you got to start with the uh, the person who went out and, uh, you know, actually looked at the property and did the assessment. He's going to be the first person that comes in. Hey, and Carl, would it, would, it help, would, it, would it help to get any kind of uh, coverage via local newspaper? Do you know of anyone who could maybe sit down with you and be on your side to write up a story? You know, Fred, it's that, that kind of story is going to happen after the fact. And in this in, the, in this case, it has to happen after the fact. They're already aware. They're already very much aware of what I'm doing here. And they they can't just uh, they can't just create a a story based on this information right now. They can't base a story on um, my being in the process of going through this investigation with the grand jury because, as you know, those things are secret. Yeah, got it, got it, understood. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of weird, but that's the nature of the beast, and that's okay. That's okay. And then, of course, we've also got the other little thing going on down here, which is a uh, a group of young Democrats, including one of our commissioners, who just happens to be offended at some of the statues and monuments that are up and around. So, of course, they want them removed, and that's. Kind of like the bad news. The good news is that they, they are there are so few of them that we're able to put them, for lack of a term, better term, put them in their place by recognizing they are so few and show the lunacy of what they are doing. 
And we did that again yesterday uh, at the board commissioners meeting during the, uh, the the public input section. And it's a it's a lot of fun to be able to to be able to um, put things into perspective, and then to get them moving in the directions that we have to move, and get them off of the silly stuff. This you know. Uh, I, I, I'm so I'm so afraid. Nine one one, please. I'm so afraid. What are you afraid of? I I see a statue. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know that that's the mentality we're dealing with, and that's that's rooted in ignorance. So we just have to call it out for what it is, and and move on from there. There's bigger fish to fry. And one of those one one of those people that uh, was involved in trying to get the monuments down, uh, I specifically brought him out, this young Democrat, uh, to help me with the flag. And I think these, I think these types of, uh, of interactions really help us all out. So you got to take the bitter with the sweet, Fred. Well, that's a good story. Uh, now, Carl, next door to you is Alabama, uh, and uh, you're familiar with the old Judge Roy Moore? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess uh, some of these uh, patriot-type alt-right uh, Republicans are, are backing his candidacy to run for the Senate, or, or and... Uh, He's, it looks like uh, the, the, the Republican uh, selected uh, senatorial candidate uh, is not running as high in the, in the polls as Judge Roy Moore, former Judge Roy Moore is. Yeah, but, I, uh, I, don't, I don't understand why Trump um, uh, kind of backed this, for lack of a better term, rhino. But Roy Moore does seem to be garnering the, uh, the lion's share of the conservative vote right now as it should be. Well, that's good news. That's good news down there. It is. Let's hope it plays out. And remember that this is, uh, this first election is a, is a primary. So all Roy has to do is, is beat him out in the primary and then he'll pretty much be home free. Yeah, yeah. But they're gonna, they're, they're, the, the rhinos are gonna, uh, you know, they're gonna go full steam. They're gonna support their candidate to the end, and it'll kind of be like, kind of be like watching the uh, Democrats try and get a candidate like John Ossoff against Karen Handel, and they yeah. just know they just knew that he was gonna win because they pumped all that money into him. Well, guess what? The people had another idea. And the same thing, I believe, is going to happen in Alabama, Fred. So all, I mean, all across the country, uh, the Democrats are really losing a grip on reality, on, on what's, what's been happening. There's, there's a huge, uh, you know, garnering of support uh, for, for Trump in the local, you know, flyover country. And it's just, it, it seems, it, I, I think it's growing. I feel it right here in Chicago. Uh, I mean, people from day to day and, and uh, a lot of people uh, 
except for listening to the radio, to the liberal uh, radio stations. Yeah. I mean, most people, most people uh, have a more of a level head and are more realistic about things. It's kind of funny if you listen to the uh, the talking heads on radio and TV. You know, they'll they'll continually say, "Oh, Trump's down. Ever nobody likes him." And yeah, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> it just 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 like the uh, same prognosticators uh, before the election, they just won't give up. It's like a con artist. A con artist can never give up the con, and that's all they are. And um, you saw the meme that's floating around the Internet this week. Uh, you know, Hillary's book, What Happened? And somebody placed uh, a picture of Trump uh, on, a, on a like-minded cover that says, I happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I just saw something else today concerning that. Uh, in, the, in the middle of her book tour, uh-huh. They're supposed to be releasing the FBI documents that have that have been kept under wraps concerning oh, yeah? the investigation. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm. So she, she's going to get slammed again. She 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 doesn't have real good timing, if you know what I mean. I don't know. You've been following the uh, stuff with the you know the email, the the missing emails, the missing thirty thousand emails and. And the fact that they've proven that the DNC was not hacked, that it was an inside yep. job. Someone inside the DNC leaked all of that data, all of those emails from a thumb drive that had access to the DNC server in real time. Can we say Seth Rich? Yeah, Seth Rich, exactly. And and yet, what is what is Mueller doing in this Russian investigation? Come on. He's not looking at any of this stuff. They're, I don't know. Losing, you're, you know, all of the players, all the swamp players are, are losing their grip on reality, like you said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they, they think that it, since it is their reality, they're comfortable with pursuing it. It's, in, it's really? just increasingly insane. Yeah. Yeah. But we're getting smarter than that. We can see through it. And they had best be careful because – they're toying with the uh, the idea of civil war with what they're doing right now. Yeah, yeah, gosh. Hey, Carl, let's open it up. Anybody out there on the call, uh, we'll have a short call tonight. Uh, comments or questions for Carl Swenson? Unmute your phone. And uh, we're going to keep I have, a, I have a question. Go ahead. I got a question, Go ahead, Fred. Um, yep. What difference does it make that you've managed to get a flag unfringed and make it the original flag? What difference does that make to anybody? Um, it makes a difference to me, and it makes a difference to those that understand the difference between the jurisdiction of the sea and the, the uh, jurisdiction of the uh, the continental republic or constitutional republic. That's all. Does it make a difference to the to the people that uh, that are sitting in front of it? Well. Not so much, but I can tell you that those people now know that there is a difference, and they know that there's something that they don't know and they need to know. I live down the street from the CIA. I can walk there, and the mm-hmm. flag out front of the, the flag out front of the CIA, going into their material testing labs, has a fringe mm-hmm. around it. Outside? Yes. 
Oh my God. Okay. When you drive in off of Georgetown uh, Pike, that's there. It's the, you know, it's, it's the it's the state of Virginia and the U- U.S. flag uh, with a fringe around it. So I'm not sure. I wonder about that. I'm, I'm not going to go down and ask him why. I don't want to get arrested. <laughs> yeah, a truthful answer might get you just arrested. Let me tell you. Um, uh, I think so. what that what that actually means is that the, uh, the once you when, once you enter that property, you are under that jurisdiction. Yes, I know that. I've been okay. told that that and the U.S. law does not apply. Is what I was told. There you Our go. Law applies. Their law Weird. is the uh, statutory. Uh, jurisdiction of the sea. It's yeah. not ours. So yeah. talk about a fight and talk about a, a, a lot of people to to uh, educate. It's a daunting task. Daunting. But if enough of, a, enough of us continue to spread the word and understand that there is a difference, Perhaps it'll make the transition to back to a constitutional republic a, a wee bit easier, maybe? I don't know. You know, you said earlier that we're heading towards the Civil War, which is what I believe. But the mm-hmm. people that have the weapons are not the left wing. People who have the weapons are people like people in Utah. They got like all kinds of weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent five years with the with them. And I still kind of like what they have to say. Um, they said 200,000 people out of Texas this past week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're about, they're about to send 200,000 more to Florida. Yep. And, and, you know, so I wonder, when you say we're going to have a civil war, who's going to do the fighting? Who's going to fight? They also control all they control the FBI, CIA, and the NSA. They can shut down all the defense weapons if we want to. If, if, if you had, like, an Obama or... Hillary Clinton in place. They can literally shut down the Pentagon if they wanted to. Pretty much. So what? So what? Who would be doing the fighting? Would you be happy about it with flags and others with guns? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I understand what you're saying, and the answer to that is basically we're still lacking one thing before that happens, and that is the flashpoint. The flashpoint still hasn't occurred that uh, kicks people over that emotional edge where they say, oh, hell no, I'm not going to take this anymore. And they, they get together with their neighbors, their friends, and everybody else, and they put a stop to this. The, the little town that I live in is called McLean, Virginia. It's next to Langley. And I, I, feel, like I'm, I feel like I'm living in the 1950s here. It's like leave it to Beaver and all in the family all at once, you know, and it's now 50 years later. It's a very strange place. And <laughs> it's, a, it's not a bad place at all, but anyways, it's very orderly. Uh, Colin Powell is here and all the Pentagon folks live in this town. Compared to the other town, in which is Potomac, where the politicians used to live or still live. And I just wonder, you know, because these people are all CIA folks, or most of them are, that live here in this town. They all happen to, by the, by the way, there's a multi-million dollar home that still work at the CIA. Good trick yeah. if, you can, if you can do it. Um, the, the question I have is, you know, what is the flashpoint? 
when they feel threatened at the CIA or at the NSA? Yes, on both counts. Yeah. Either, either when we're, we're threatened, we feel sufficiently threatened, or they feel sufficiently threatened. One of the two. When, when, when Mr. Trump was being inaugurated, and they didn't bother to cover it, to cover it, but there were three million bikers here called Rolling Thunder. Uh-huh. And they were, just wait, they were just waiting for the, the government to not inaugurate Donald Trump. Yep. They were sitting in the streets everywhere. Like the claim here was that not as many people showed up at Donald Trump's inauguration as did Mr. Obama and presidents prior to that. Um, but I've seen a completely differentiation in the way the population is responding to things these days. Uh, the left has become more hallucinant, you know, more hallucinations. The right, I'm getting to that point. The center of the road is people are spinning around the spot not knowing what's going on. Uh, my oldest son is 35. Um, it's always screams in the television set about, you know, watching, you know, The View. I said, don't watch The View anymore. It's stupid. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he likes to get riled up with his grandpa. What's that? I said, talk about programming. Mm-hmm. I mean, my, my son likes it. He's like his grandfather. He's not the deceased. They love getting into political arguments that go nowhere because there's no resolution. You know, um, myself, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't get political, really. I mean, because I don't know, I don't know which which end is up in many ways. Um, but you know, that's why I joined the Mormon Church for a while, because I thought that they were, I still think that they are, um, apolitical. They're more of a patriotic organization than a faith, in many ways. Um, and they're getting ready. I mean, they're really ready. If something happens in this country. Uh, you don't have to worry about the government. It will be set up instantaneously within a day or so. You know, um, it's interesting to watch. But they, too, have their own quirks and foibles that are not what most people would want to have put into place. Um, there's, nothing, there's nothing perfect. There's nothing perfect out there for a yeah. place to start. The only, yeah. the only perfection we have is that we have the ability to make the ultimate decisions. It's up to us. It's always been up to us. And the sooner we come to that point, the sooner we can say, okay, yeah, we have to shrug off this nightmare. Yeah, we have to, we have to do that at some point. And when that happens, then all of a sudden, the people who are going to have to fall on one side or the other are going to have to consider one side or the other. And what it means. Now they don't even want to think about it because it hurts their wee little brains. I lived in New England most of my life, New England and New York, and moved down here in the last third. You can the last the last third of my life has been in, in Virginia and Maryland. Maryland's a very different place than Virginia, but seeing people walking around with holstered sidearms in the grocery store is a little bit unnerving. I have to say. <laughs> Why is it unnerving? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not what I'm used to. I mean, and maybe it's just a discontinuity compared to what I. I mean, living in Connecticut, living in in Boston, living in you know, living in in Connecticut as well, and in New York, <laughs> um, didn't have that. Didn't quite have people running around with weapons, although 
in your state, I used to spend a lot of time in Marietta. People were running around in their in their cars with with a, with a shotgun up above their, their rearview mirror. You know, I found that interesting. You know. <laughs> By the way, you know we 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 are open to security in Georgia, but yeah. even that has been uh, they, they they put a stop to that. And I think they put a stop to that because too many of those doggone shotguns were getting stolen out of the trucks. Yeah, well, we have open carry here, sidearms and everything else here. And, you know, a lot of the people beyond the CIA and the Pentagon are retirees here. Colin Powell happens to live in in, uh, in, in this town. He's the nicest club I've ever seen in my life, as a matter of fact. It's beautiful. But um, it's just it's like living in Tinker Toy Land, and I, and I wonder if we do have a major um, incursion, will it be like, Les Miserables, will it be, you know, people running in and, you know, horseback or jeeps in our time, um, you know, uh, having fights in the streets? Will there be that kind of, will it be that kind of civil war? Will you be blowing your neighbor up, you know? Ask, ask Karnak the Great. Oh, no. <laughs> Johnny Carson? Karnak? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've got a, I've got a British no, wife. Nobody knows. Nobody yeah. knows. That's, that's the scary part. And it's the uncertainty that drives people to uh, try and figure out how to just get along. And we can't just get along. Well, I, I have a British wife, you know, she, and I've had a British wife for almost 40 years. I guess I carried, managed to keep my marriage together somehow. Um, and she's, when I talk to her about these kinds of things, it's as though I'm talking in a foreign language. There isn't any... <laughs> she speaks better English than I do. Um, and she writes better than I do. And she's far more educated than I am. I mean, she's an MD, PhD. doesn't seem to matter. Um, it's, it, when you talk about social things, she can't understand why people would want to have weaponry in their homes and on their, and their, you know, on their sidearms. But then... For a couple of years, I worked for Colt and for U.S. Repeating Firearms in, uh, in New Haven and in Hartford. I was consulting for them. I had a bunch of arms in the house, and I took them out because I have a son that's a little bit off at, at times, and so I took them out of the house. But I want to get them back again because I'm frightened of what's going to happen next. I'm not so frightened, but I'm concerned. Well, because, as, you know, be I'm very, not sure what's very concerned. Very concerned, and you should get them back in the house and secure them however you have to because yeah. nobody knows when and where the festivities begin. Nobody. And, and I have to tell you, being in the Mormon church for a, a while, which I said, I still believe in a lot of things that, that goes on in the church, it's a requirement to have weapons in your house, even if it's illegal in the state that you're in. You must have them. Shotguns, handguns, you name it, you know. Um, and you know, I say if it was, wait, 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 wait. Not, not just have them. You got to know how to use them, right now. Not, no, you're damn right, you know how to use them. I should be saying this, but let me just say, I used to go to practice all the time. You know, I was a terrible shot until now, but uh, you know, uh, even my son is not a terrible shot. We had M16A full auto with a with a rocket launcher on top of it. I mean, I could take half the building 
if I wanted well, to. <laughs> if you pick your bad shot, just just make sure you've got the, a double lot in your shotgun. Yeah, and, 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 uh, place and then shoot first and call whatever you hit the target. And put, put, the first place I would go to if we had a major meltdown would be the Mormon Church. Instantly, I'd be there with the people because I know that there'd be some protection there, and that I could get whatever armament I would require, if, if any, you know. Because um, you have to sign a document, and they check you out, and make sure you you know what you're doing with safety, and they make sure that you know how to shoot the thing, but you don't shoot yourself, you know. Um, it's all in the computer, they know all about you, they know exactly where you are, and who you are, and why you are, and what your politics are. They're like a sub-government inside of our nation. They're pretty wild. In fact, they're interesting, you know, um, people. So, I mean, I sort of feel I take some solace in that, that I don't think everything is going to melt down suddenly because they're under the control of all of our electronic systems. Plus, they also have the, the more practical things. They have the weapons. They have weapons. And they teach their children to have weapons and all of that to protect themselves. Uh, it's an interesting group. And you will see when you go to any church, uh, just take a look at the one in your town or the one nearby where there is one. There's one main thing there that you'll always see, satellite dishes. They can, they can, they can, organize, they can organize 12 to 15 million people in an hour. In an hour. Good. <laughs> I think that's Good. amazing. It's amazing to me. But I, 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 a well, I think so. Militia. And by the way, if you're worried yeah. about the fact that the military has so many weapons and also the, uh, um, the deep state, which is the NSA, the CIA, the FBI, oh, yeah. and all, those, all those people. Well, guess what? Uh, there's a, a percentage, and I venture to say it's a large percentage of those in those organizations that are not going to follow orders like that. They are going to side with the American people because you know what? Yeah. The military is just hungry for civilian control once again. Yeah. We haven't had civilian control of the military since before the Civil War. Right. Well, they will, they will tell you at a party, you know, up until this current president, they would not listen to Barack Obama if he told them to go to war with the American people. But they wouldn't listen to they wouldn't listen to the to the Bush Bush two, they wouldn't listen to to uh, Billy Bob, et cetera. And they wouldn't listen. Yeah. They wouldn't even listen to Ronald Reagan. So we're going to do what we want to do, regardless of what the commander in chief has to say. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. You know, I just I, I mean I didn't know. I mean, my head was I was sort of my head was spinning, and I just walked out and uh, caused me to stop drinking. <laughs> so I thought this is you know. These folks are interesting, interesting folks. But if you spent a couple of months here where I am, um, I moved from a different world in Potomac and Maryland to, uh, you know, Langley, which is 10 minutes away. You know, I, why I'm over here, you know, I'm not sure exactly, but I'm here. Um, but it's, it's, an interest, it's a very interesting change in environment. Uh, the attitudes are totally different. Um, I'm not sure how well the children are educated here in the public schools. It's not clear. Um, but yeah, I'm a big private. The, the public schools are indoctrination centers all over, 
all. Of yeah. I'm more of a I'm more of a private school kind of person, and I and I worked in the public school system as a volunteer uh, when I when my children were in, in school, especially when my youngest was in high school. I would uh, I spent you know four years uh, in in the sports center where they you would be selling food at, at every single event, and I was ordering all the you know all the hot dogs and the hamburgers, and I took everything out and made everything premium stuff and all that. That didn't go over very well. People didn't like it. I said, tough. I mean, I'm, I'm in control of this. I won't eat some of the stuff you're selling. You know, I'm only going to sell what I'll eat. And I turned it into a restaurant. And, of course, that went away after I left because uh, my children are, went off to medical school. And, yeah, it's hard uh, to believe how fast the kids have grown up. Man. It's frightening. I mean, I say to myself, yeah, Philip, is now, Philip is now a man. He's now practicing medicine in Norfolk, Virginia. I was thinking to myself, this is insane. There's a little boy yesterday afternoon, you know? Yeah. Not a little boy anymore, you know? Hey, anybody uh, else? The last last comment, call, question for Carl Winston? I have, real quick. I have a question. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. This is, hi, this is Dixie. Hi, Carl. Um, hi, has, does the name uh, Kevin Schiff mean anything to you? Um, I don't know why, but that kind of rings a bell. He's the recent CIA agent officer that came out as a whistleblower uh, exposing the fact that on 9-11, when 9-11 happened and Bush declared us under the war on terror, that that had the effect of suspending the Constitution and putting us under the military rule which suspends the Constitution of the USA and states. So okay. the, uh, I just don't know. And that was on the Hagman report, that I, on the Hagman show that I watched him uh, do this expose. So I, I I don't know if it's true. I'm, I don't know if it's a PSYOP, but just throwing it out there if you've ever heard of that. Here's, here's the truth of the matter. In uh, the tenure of FDR, when the uh, when the bankers decided that they were going to revalue the money and they took all the gold out, one of the things that was done immediately, as a matter of fact, it happened on uh, FDR's inauguration. He pledged all of the resources of America, all us and everything that we own for the debt that was to be incurred by the bankers okay and mm-hmm. part of that part of that deal was that as long as we were in any declared state of emergency that the constitution was suspended and the rule of law was military in nature that is uh-huh. why it has re- it has remained this way since the 1930s. Yes, he did that. But you know something? It takes only a state of emergency, not an act, of, not a declaration of war or anything else. And we have remained in and are still in that state of emergency today, because to not be in that state of emergency would return us to the uh, uh, original separation of powers between legislative, judicial, and executive 
We do not have that right now. Everything does fall under the executive, and they know it. And now, now it's just like uh, the Phantom of the Opera. You don't know what's what's going to happen the next time they open the curtain. But, but as, as long as we are under a state of emergency, which we are and have been since the 30s, the Constitution has been suspended. Wow. That is why that is why no court in the in the in the country will deal with or allow in their courtroom constitutional arguments. Really? Okay. Thank you for explaining yep. that. I wish I had better news for you on that, but. <laughs> Well, 9-11 is coming up on Monday, so. Ooh. Oh, my God. Yep. Here we go again. Eh? Anybody else? Comment or question? For Carl, and Carl, thank you for being patient and holding on here. So we're going we're gonna to wrap it up here. All well, right. I appreciate sounds, the time. Sounds, and, like uh, we, sounds like we got to wrap, guys. <laughs> thank you. Al, Al, thank you for being a nice, a good boy tonight. You were very Thank welcome. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Fred we give you a lot of well. free reign. We give you a lot of free reign tonight, Al. <laughs> Fred, Fred does it very, very well. Uh, I've decided not to be, as he says, I decided to be a good boy today. <laughs> well, I, I Everyone, guess I don't know what the other side is. Well, I could, Everyone, be, I could be a bad boy. <laughs> we need everyone to pray for the families uh, and, and, and patriots and, and, and people down there in Florida, uh, the ones around Houston who have been affected by Hurricane Harvey. Uh, Hurricane Irma, Irma is, is bearing down on Florida. And uh, through the power of prayer, who knows? That, that could be forestalled. It could, the, the direction could change. If enough people concentrate and pray, uh, God willing, uh, maybe this disaster can be averted. Because uh, this is not not looking good, Carl. I hope you're not affected up there in Georgia. Thank you for all you're doing at the local level for the cause of liberty and freedom. And uh, it, it's always a pleasure and an honor to have you on our call. Well, I hope the next time I have some um, um, some more input on the results of this this little action here. Sounds good. It's a great story about that flag. Thank you, guys. Uh, Thank you, Carl. Hey, thanks, Dick. Not a problem. Steve, Petey, Al. See you guys next week. Thank you. Good night, Good Good night, night, everyone. Bye. Have a great week, guys. God bless America. Bye-bye. Bye. A-U-N, American Underground Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.